0: Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. At Keystone, we believe exceptional organizations don't just happen. They are built by focused leaders that recognize their authentic leadership superpowers. Join us for a serious dose of inspiration. Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. I have a treat for you today. I am here with Dina Main, my sidekick, my partner in crime, my ride and die. Um, What else are you? (laughs) My therapist some days. Um, Dina's the COO of Keystone Group International. She runs the entire show here, to be honest, because... I'm typically out doing other things. So um, this is the first time she's been on the podcast. So it's the first time some of our listeners have heard from you. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to be here. We wanted to talk about something that we've been chatting about here in the office. And it was that moment, which is usually how it happens with this podcast. If I say that's a great podcast topic, let's talk about that because leaders are struggling with it Um, in this topic of restlessness. And Dina and I, the rest of the team, we are hearing it. We are feeling it ourselves. We are seeing it from our clients. And and you're starting to see some, you know, articles and blogs and stuff start to come up on it. And Mm -hmm. why is this happening? And I think we've been seeing it for a while, right? I've had my keynote, which is really focused on bridging the gap between leaders and employees for a couple of years now. The way that gap is showing up is, is changing. And so I wanted to just start the conversation, Dina, with kind of that feeling of restlessness and and even our own team. I mean, I think we can be fully transparent. We go through cycles of this, right? You see our team. Where do you think it's stemming from? What what has changed in the environment? It's such a tough
1: question because Mm -hmm. I think there's so many aspects. There's the community aspect, Mm -hmm. right, of the growing lack of connection and intimacy, right? Yes whether it's because of COVID, whether it's because of technology or whatnot, Mm -hmm. there's becoming more and more data that suggests we are becoming um, further and further away from what we require as humans, which is connection. Mm -hmm. And if you think about where we spend the bulk of our time, it's in a work environment. In the past, you used to build connections with your coworkers. And I think through the course of time, through a whole host of things, that just doesn't happen so much anymore. I think you might have your, you know, your best friend quote unquote, quote unquote at work that right. they say, but it's like one person maybe. Right. And there's so many things happening in the corporate environment that break trust. Yep. That I think it feeds into People this. Just pull away. Yeah, you pull yep. away and it feel, feels, feeds into this whole cycle and then add into it the layers of the separation between management, if you will, and the frontline workers in that disparity that continues to grow
0: yeah.
1: um, whether it's because of competing pressure so you typically have executives who are having to answer to pe firms or to Watch wall street directors, or board yeah. of directors or whoever that aren't as closely connected to the full team and may not appreciate the human side right. that we often talk about and so these executives are getting pressures for the non-human side of things and it becomes i think really easy to forget how much that human side can make a difference in their results absolutely and then the employees feel that right and there's often what is that saying like your your actions speak louder than your words and i think in corporate there is a bit of a epidemic if you will of a lot of words being said yes and actions actions not following
0: not at all following or in fact completely breaking down the words that were said. And that's back to the trust piece, right? Which is the foundation of our model of everything. Everyone nods their head and agrees. Yes, trust, right, is important. But we don't understand the things we're doing every day and the actions we're taking could actually be deteriorating it, even as a leader, when we're trying to do the right thing, right? Or we're trying to please all of our stakeholders. One thing I want to dive into a little bit here, and and you didn't use the word, but you touched on it, is this idea of being lonely. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's this new epidemic, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it myself at Mm -hmm. times, I can be in a room full of people and feel lonely at the same time. And I think it's back to the connection and the intimacy and the the depth of conversation
1: depth is the perfect word, Jamie, it's getting below the surface,
0: not just transactional. How do you do that?
1: You have to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I think it's hard for people to be vulnerable.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I can use myself as an example. I'll just being in the corporate world, it's like, you feel like you have to have all the answers. You feel like you have to always look and act put together. You um,
0: off certain parts of you that you don't think fit that environment, the corporate environment. And like, don't let other people
1: see that side of me. And pretty soon you're losing what makes you you and the confidence to be vulnerable because someone might see that as like, Oh, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, but there's actually beauty and I feel it coming here when you can put your guard down, Mm -hmm. let people in and have a conversation and collaborate on the things that you don't know, like the outcome is so much better. And I, I use our team as such a great example of that, but even for me, that was really hard to do. Um, but since doing that, I even feel like such a deeper connection to this team, yeah. Because we all get real with one another. Um,
0: but it's a deeper it's get what work. I've experienced with you. And I I, I would describe it as uh, that you've healed. Yeah. Right. From from a corporate environment. And it doesn't mean people were I'm not saying where you were at were horrible to you. No, I, never. It's, you yeah. had to, because you couldn't be yourself. So then you kind of heal. But you also were like, well, I don't know if I can be this yet. Right. That yeah. trust has to get built. And I I do think you, you gave me an idea even for a blog. It's just, how do you get back to your true self? And that is probably what part of the restlessness is, is COVID accelerated it. We had time to really reflect. It Mm -hmm. was quiet, meaning brain quiet, right? The world quieted a little bit. And we started to get back to like, wait a minute, I used to like this, or I used to do that thing, or I used to, I want to do that again. And that restlessness is that the world kind of turned back on and started to go back to the pace we were at before even faster. And people were like, wait a minute. I honestly would say, and we were only out of the office for about six weeks. Again, we, we have a different office environment. Not everybody was back, but we were working with clients that were essential. Right. So mm-hmm. we we didn't have the same year or two that everyone else had out of the office. But I remember the time I had at home With my kids, even as an entrepreneur, and I still on a regular basis think (laughs) back to like, I don't want COVID to happen. I don't want a crisis to happen again, but I wouldn't mind. I went to the store and bought 17 puzzles and crafts, and we were sitting at the table doing crap because we didn't do anything else. You were disconnected from... But I was connected to the people and to myself. And disconnected from the screen. Correct. Um, So I think think people are yearning for that Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. How do we find that in our current because we know the world's not going to slow down and yeah. just be at that pace. It's just not how right. business right. works. And how do we get that back?
1: I think it just takes work. Yeah. And if we bring it back to the corporate environment, um, which is where we're hearing and seeing mm-hmm. between the teams and the executives, right? It's right. a little bit of us versus them to some extent. And like anything, like in a marriage, like in any, any relationship, mm-hmm. it takes two. Yes. Um, and there's multiple sides to the story. Mm-hmm. And so I do think from an executive perspective, it's exhausting. It is. There are demands coming at you from every which direction. You from, feel like you
0: can't make anybody happy. Right.
1: And that includes all your stakeholders, not just your direct right. team. It's the customers. It's, um. you know, whoever you're trying to to talk to externally from just a sustainability or brand standpoint, whatever it might be. There's so many stakeholders and so much pressure mm-hmm. for executives. It's hard to be what everyone needs, right? And so it's exhausting. And then you have this huge employee base and you know, as an executive, you need them and you know that you need to engage them. And so because you're exhausted, I think sometimes you look for those easy answers the Mm -hmm. everyone makes fun and rolls their eyes of the forced fun. I'm one of them, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, great. We have to go do forced fun today. Yay. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. And so it's the easy answers, right? The The forced fun, the potlucks, the happy hours. And I think for some individuals on a team that is engaging and inspiring. But if you think about it, then from an employee perspective, COVID upset everyone's world. Daycare is no longer reliable. School's no longer reliable. We have so many different generations in the workforce now that have different competing issues, whether it's young kids or aging parents. Right. And the reliability of the systems that they used to go into daycare or long-term care mm-hmm. just isn't there anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so that team is faced with, well, I have to work, but mm-hmm. oh my God, my mom's facility just called me and like she fell down and there's nobody there taking care of her. I need to go help. Right. So how how can we bridge that gap of doing some of the hard work as an employer to say, what do our teams really need? I think you and I were talking one day, like, remember when daycare used to be a thing in the work environment? In the work <laughs> environment, right. It's like,
0: it's, what happened to that? Um, yeah, and I remember thinking, like, my company didn't, right? Carl didn't have it at the point. I just was so, like, in awe of companies that did. Right. Just thinking about how that would change my life, my relationship with my kit, right? Everything. Yeah. But what you're really talking about is, Getting to the root, because I think this is part of the restlessness too. And again, no disrespect to leaders or impl- no. it, it's that we're doing the best we can. Yeah. But the problem is, is we're trying to solve it with surface level things that are easy. And an employee that's dealing with an aging parent or daycare issues or something great. You're buying them a drink at happy hour and, and they enjoy their team likely, yeah, yeah. but that's not solving their issue. And that's not bringing them in and making them feel supported. Yeah. So it, it's this is the problem. It's an individual.
1: It is. It's very individual. Leaders. And you and I were talking about an example of a company in town that you know is going back to you know return to the office requirement of three days a week. In the meantime, during COVID, they move their offices into downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and the fee for parking is pretty significant, yeah. and they're not offsetting it in any way, shape, or form. Right. So employees now have to pay an inflated price to park on Which top of the drive. Yeah. budget. Right. Yeah. And so it's just a better space, probably a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. But the complexities of now getting there and the cost to get there. Right. What time I need to leave now to get the out of town of the space. to get
0: my kids? Yes. I mean, yes. it's all of these complexities. And this is, we talked about it early on when, when the return to work and the great resignation and all of those things were happening. We talked about this idea of everyone's using the word flexibility. And what people really want is autonomy. Yeah. There's a big difference in empowerment. I want to be able to leave at three 30 to get my kid from the bus stop, which is a, someone, a member of our team. No one looks at them sideways when they right. leave here. Right. No one even cares. I don't even know right. that they leave because the work is getting done and they get done and they're back online. If they need to be at night to get done, whatever deadlines we have, but like, that's a simple thing, mm-hmm. but there's this Competition, still, I think, in a lot of environments. On, if I don't see you, I had an, I had a high level leader tell me she was dealing with some things, and she had another executive tell her she wasn't in the office enough. What was go like? Why was she not in the office, and why was she working from home here? And it's like to even need to talk to each other about those types of things. I don't understand it. Right, right. I really don't. And I think it comes back to trust. So they don't trust that that
1: person is doing what they need to do. And the only way I can trust is if I see your butt in the
0: seat. Right. But the root Mm -hmm. is probably that accountabilities aren't clear. Metrics for success aren't clear. We've been talking a lot lately with clients about how do we win? Yeah. Yeah. Most organizations don't know the answers to those things. So trust is what takes a hit. And we try to solve it with barbecues and forced fun. Right. Instead of solving it and just saying, but if you knew what I was accountable for and I'm getting everything done. What's the problem? You don't even notice that right. I'm leaving. Right. That's the rut. But yeah. right as we're talking yeah. about, is you have to do the work. Yeah. I think
1: the other one that you and I both were kind of in shock about was the um the new technology coming onto the market from an AI perspective. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's always been some level of employee listening mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. But with AI, it's becoming more powerful and Listening to a company who is saying that they're going to be introducing a new platform to do, "quote unquote" employee listening, so they can get a pulse of what employees are saying and feeling from a culture perspective. Right, and I think you and I both looked at each other and like, that's what a manager is supposed to do. That's, right. you know, if you build rapport and you're a great manager, you're connected to your team. Your team trusts you, and they tell you what's going on. Yes, they tell you like, hey, that function over there is dealing with this or this team that we're trying to work with, like, we're not getting along, we're not seeing eye to eye or we're running into these problems. Help me make this better. And it it gives you a sense of what's happening in the culture. And so Mm -hmm. now if you bring in AI listening tools, what's the role of the manager?
0: Right. And are we developing the leaders to have that emotional intelligence and be conscious like we talk about?
1: Yeah. And as an employee, what does that, I would feel, I would be like, so you don't trust me, you're going to listen to what I'm
0: Right. It's going to have the opposite effect. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to pull back as we talked about earlier, I'm going to pull back even more.
1: And as humans, you always tell yourself the bad story, right? You never look at it from a, it's just human nature, right? You see everything from the negative. Well, they're doing this because it's some sort of negative thing, never the positive.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think it just compounds the issue of no trust And that's divide and us versus them, which does not need to exist.
0: And the other, you know, looking at this from a corporate lens, this stuff is hard. Really? So here's, right. So big companies, even when you look at DE and I and B and right, all they can do these big efforts to try to make it better. And that's, that's really at a corporate level. At some really big companies. That's all they can do. Mm -hmm. But the problem is they're not solving the root. The root is the leader. Yep getting the right leaders in place that are energized by helping people, Mm -hmm. by listening to people, by caring about them beyond just the business results, and then evolving and developing those leaders because the environment is changing so rapidly that our leaders have to stay pace with what's happening.
1: It's the soft skills that are hard. (laughs) Yeah. And what do you, I mean, honestly, so much hiring is based on the hard skills. Someone who's, you know, over delivered on mm-hmm. every month, every quarter, every year, get gets to the top really quickly, and you know that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not downplaying that. Um, it's hard to <laughs> over deliver every month and every quarter and every year, but is that compromised by not having soft skills? Right. And so I think, as you know, just as we're talking, it got me thinking about the importance of the soft skills, and have we? lessen the impact or the need right. to pay attention and interview right. for, or, um, give people feedback on their abilities as it relates show to the them how skills. important it is because
0: leaders can learn. They can learn some of yeah. these, but if em- employers aren't investing in their leaders and just expecting them to be better at these things, that's not fair to them either. Yeah. And that's the biggest gap that we've seen is the under investment. Of leadership development yeah. and we don't mean like you just send them to a seminar okay that might plant some seeds but it's that if you're going to invest in a leadership development program it needs to be that plus some cohort work yeah. in between plus manager engagement right so that your leader understands
1: new expectations and new behaviors that are going to be correct measured monitored whatever however you do that right Yep. Yeah. um i read something the other day that talked about The importance of self-reflection and it's the Mm -hmm. foundation in which all soft skills come. And so, even from a a leadership development standpoint, it's hard to do self-reflection. Like, how do you do it? When do you do it? When do you carve out space? Mm -hmm. And so, and I think something that is really powerful about what we do is talk about the importance of that self-reflection from a leadership development. But I hadn't tied the two together recently until I read this stat about how these soft skills are really coming from self-reflection. Right.
0: Because your learning your true growth doesn't happen when you learn the new thing. It happens when you reflect on the learning and apply it. Right. And that's what self-reflection allows you to do. I think we've all been guilty of, I go to a conference, I go to a training. It was awesome. Yes. I left really inspired. Yeah. And then I come back and get Run over by the bus again, right? And I, I'm the 400 emails are waiting for you, and you go right back to where you were I if see. you do not carve out that self reflection yeah. time. And we're having conversations at the CEO level about yeah. that. Yeah. It's so important. This isn't middle managers need to figure this out. It's all executives Everyone. and leaders yeah. need yeah. to. Everyone, every individual. Right. Because that is where we can really look and say, how did I handle that situation? Yeah. How, right? How could I do that better next time? Like, how
1: much time can you trade out the time you spend on Instagram, LinkedIn, or whatever mm-hmm. your social mm-hmm. devices? I forget about TikTok. TikTok's a big one that sucks. Not
0: on my people,
1: list. <laughs> um, in yeah. for hours at a time. Like, what if you just traded that out once a week for self-reflection time? Right. That's a how big much judgment. healthier would
0: you be? And mm-hmm. again, this isn't about someone else. Yeah. This is about your own restlessness, your own energy. That when you show up and you're reflected rested right in a good headspace grounded you can actually calm everybody around you no matter what has happened yeah and as leaders it's a power that we have and it's a power that we don't use for good probably enough understanding that energy. totally
1: agree and I would say even Jamie as leaders but also like I think about my past teams there's individuals on teams who can be super powerful and lead by example yeah and also remind you as a leader of like well, that person on my team is emulating and leading by example and I I'm not right so it's also like who are those people on your team or the individuals within your organization who are really shining from that perspective and how do you mm-hmm. how do you let them continue to shine and then tap Learn into them? them right yeah because it's you know it's certain people are just better at it yeah and, well, and in certain situations,
0: that. I mean, I think you and I even experienced this. Some days I'm up, you're yeah, done, yeah. it's normal, yeah, yeah. but we have to be able to feed and use each other's energy sometimes to say, let's get the team where we need them yeah. to be. But you also reminded me of something that I think is really important because we get the question a lot from leaders that are in corporate environments or in environments and they say, I'm trying to be a better leader, but like I look around, right. Yeah. And there's people who are just driving results and don't care yeah. about their people and And my answer to them is don't worry about them. Be the best leader you can be. And you will, they'll, they're watching, Yeah, right? The good ones are watching going, wait a minute, what's she doing over there that everybody wants to work for her, right? Mm -hmm. And she's getting, hitting all her metrics and hit people are watching. Yeah. So instead of worrying about if everybody else in your organization is a great leader, be a great leader yourself, right? Do your own development, listening to podcasts, reading books, doing those things, that's all we can control.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is going a little into psychology, but I'm reading a book called No Bad Parts, mm-hmm. um, which is a psychology book. But one of the things they kick off with is how, in the US specifically, but in other, certainly in other countries, we're not alone. Um, who we are, ourself, has gotten confused with the outside need to always compete mm-hmm. and materialistic gain. And those two things can become all consuming. And you forget the other parts of yourself, very much what you were just saying, right? The other parts of yourself that actually attract people Mm -hmm. and um, allow you to be more fulfilled. It's that whole idea of enjoyment, satisfaction, and meaning Mm -hmm. gets really confused with competition and materialistic
0: gain. Because it's not what's important to your true Mm -hmm. soul, right? Doesn't Mm -hmm. care about any of those things. But
1: outwardly, you feel like that's what you really have to care about.
0: Right. Which back to to bring a full circle back to restlessness is why we feel exhausted. Right, because you're not living to who you really want to be. Right, and it's a detriment to our businesses, to the organizations, because you lead, and we're not allowing people to do that. And if everyone realizing that, everyone that every day is going to be able to do that. But if we started to turn the corner in organizations where people were feeling inspired Mm -hmm. and who they were, we wouldn't be worrying about business results.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, back to what we like to talk about, which is imagine something completely different. And we believe, and I believe strongly, if you can imagine it, it can be done. It's just going to take a lot of work and put it into
0: bite-sized chunks and it doesn't feel so intimidating. Right. And being committed to it, Mm -hmm. which I think is our role with a lot of our clients is we are their commitment partner. Um, Like I said, I wanted to do this. And then when it gets hard, I go back right to the way I was before.
1: Or you're afraid to imagine because- it will in, like make you feel bad about where you're at today. Right. But let that imagination of what it could be, feel right. the work that has to happen. But I know yeah. from my own experience, it's like, I don't want to dabble in where I think this could be because wow, it's going to be really daunting.
0: Right. So for the leaders that are listening, what's one simple, where do they start, right? They stop this podcast and they're getting to the office or doing whatever they're doing. It can be daunting, as mm-hmm. you said. What's one piece of guidance you would give them?
1: I think it goes back to, I was kind of joking, but as I said it, I was like, oh, actually that's a really good thing. Trade out whatever it is you're doing, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. TikTok, Instagram, whatever your guilty kind of social technology pleasure is, Mm -hmm. trade it out for whatever those minutes are and do some self-reflection. I think it could be that simple. Um, I know a lot of people, their fuel is working out. What if you carved 10 minutes off of your workout and applied it for self-reflection and did a workout for your brain and for your own kind of soul, emotional well-being. your soul.
0: Yeah. I love that. And one thing I, I and I get nothing from this is I, I've struggled to do the reflection piece. I've met, I've talked about it on here, right? I meditate, I work out, I do a lot of other self-care things. Well, yeah, the journaling, the reflection was not one and I bought the five minute journal. Oh yeah. it's awesome. Which Again, we we don't get anything from this, but go to Amazon and type in (laughs) five-minute journal. I think that's what it's called. Five-minute gratitude journal. Every day, it's just, and they have it sectioned off, so it's these questions, and it literally takes me five minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe five in the morning and two before I go to bed at night, and I've been doing that since maybe November. I'm not joking. It has manifested things in my life, and joy, and peace, and that I... It's unbelievable. I don't even care the science or quantum physics or what's actually happening. It's fundamentally changing how I show up every day.
1: Totally agree. It's a powerful tool. The other, um, we'll quick add this other simple one that someone gave me in my career, some advice, which is um, for any of us who are going into a meeting, Mm -hmm. because meetings you're dealing with people that have all their own baggage and who knows what happened to them that morning, the night before or whatever, can be very triggering or emotional or whatever word you want to use. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone once gave me the advice before going into any big meeting, carve out three minutes in advance of the meeting, Mm -hmm. go into the bathroom, go for a quick walk down the hall, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and ground yourself and remind yourself, how do you want to show up in that meeting? Like, who do you want to be in that meeting? And it will really help you be connected with your kind of your true inner self Mm -hmm. and allow that to show up in front of your peers or your team or whatever. And it might sound kind of woo woo, um, but it I have found cool. and yeah. it has a powerful, it's similar to the five minute gratitude, right? It's just like
0: right. five minutes. Or some even proven five deep breaths. Yeah. If you don't have that, right? Right. So you have to sit at your desk and no one can see you. They don't know you're closing your eyes and taking five right. deep breaths. Right but it's neurological, right? Yeah. It's, it's calming that fight or flight that might exactly. happen when you walk into the room mm-hmm. and your energy enters the room before you physically do. Oh yeah. And you can read can, the
1: right. aura instantly. Oh, yes. like Jamie's having a bad day today right. or like Jamie's on fire today. Right,
0: And, and I <laughs> read think it. that self-awareness mm-hmm. and your self-reflection has, has gotten me personally. All I can speak for me is to a point where I do have days. We all do. I'm in a funk and I will be the first one I'll walk in here and I'll say, it has nothing to do with any of you. <laughs> I'm having a day. So nobody else reads into like, oh my gosh, is she mad? Exactly. And you have to just declare it if you're having the moment and own it.
1: Yeah. And I will tell you, I think all of us appreciate that Yeah, because as I said earlier, it's really easy for everyone to go to the negative. Like, oh, I did something to piss her off and I don't even know what it is, you know, so nothing to do with anybody declaring that. Yes. And then I think the other beauty in that is when you declare that we rally as a team and like, okay, we're going to help make this day better for you.
0: Yes, it's actually really. Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. You help give me the energy that I need. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could take this show on the road and do this all day long. And if anybody's wondering, this is how Dina and I talk on a pretty regular basis. So there might be more podcast topics. We that pretend that we're talk. therapists <laughs> for each other mostly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think this is just these are the conversations we can talk about success and we can talk about specific leadership skills. But if leaders can't get healthy themselves, yeah. it doesn't matter what else they're trying to do. And and I think that's the important part for this podcast. Hopefully it's leaders coming on here and just talking about here's what I've been through and here's what I've learned and and here's how I want to be better. So I appreciate you sharing vulnerably and and really having this discussion because I know it's something that's going to resonate with everybody listening and to the community, you know, and, and the people that engage in this podcast. Thank you for being here, for sharing this podcast with people, you know, that are struggling with these types of things. Um, Because that's what gives us the energy to keep doing it. So keep sharing, subscribe, be part of the community. Um, We love having you here. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure and hit that subscribe button so you get the latest episodes as soon as we release them. And remember to keep maximizing your unique leadership superpowers. It truly is the key to building success, both in your career and in life.